I accept the poster challenge. I accept the coaster 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 challenge. Do you accept the coaster challenge? What is the coaster challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, David Cantu and J.D. Prescott. Hey, how's it going, J.D.? It's going great. Well, happy April. Yay, spring. Yes, really looking forward. I, it's going to be a pretty busy spring this year, which is a lot better than last year, I would say. Yes, last spring, what was it? Um, nothing. We did absolutely nothing. We were in a total lockdown last April, so uh, looks like a big difference from last year, right? I mean, now everybody's out and about. Everyone's getting those stimulus checks and getting ready to start planning out their summer vacations, I hear on the news. And they're getting vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, have you gotten your vaccine? No, I have to call and make an appointment for that. I haven't even got uh, even a call from my doctor on that, but I believe I'm not eligible until May ne- until May next <laughs> next month. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, so. I wonder how come I got we're the relatively the same age. And we have the same medical provider too. Exactly. Interesting. It's, I got to look into that. I want to know why you were eligible for the vaccine and I wasn't. But anyway, guys, well, welcome to another episode of Coaster Challenge. I'm David Cantu. This is JD Prescott. And boy, do we got a really, really awesome uh, episode for you guys today. Uh, we got a very VIP in the house. Oh, so there's a special guest. Oh yes, we've got the one and only Clint Novak uh, here t- here today. Ooh. And Clint is a big icon in the roller coaster community. He's also a podcast host of the Aces podcast, Ride With Us, and uh, it's a real honor to have him on the show today. Yes, it is. But uh, Iva and I got a good chance to talk to Clint, and you'll get to hear that in a little bit. But first, let's see what's happening in the news. Disneyland Resort's on track to open at 25% capacity. Orange County has moved to the orange tier and is now allowing the theme parks in that county to go at 25%. Disneyland is uh, is scheduled to open along with Disney's California Adventure on April 30th. Knott's Berry Farm has announced a May reopening, but uh, not sure yet on the exact date, so make sure to check their website for updates on that. Magic Mountain will remain at 15% capacity as LA County is in the red tier still. Universal Studios Hollywood has not yet announced its reopening date. Both Universal and Magic Mountain both are in LA County and needs to be in the orange tier to reopen at 25% capacity. Legoland has announced they will reopen on April 15th, while SeaWorld has not announced a reopen date of the entire park, but stay tuned and make sure to keep an eye on SeaWorld's website for reopening details soon. And that is what is in the news this week. All right, so, well, JD, um, like I said earlier in the episode, we got a very special guest on today. Can't wait to hear it. Yes, and Iva is standing by, and she is... uh, going to be interviewing the one the only clint novak so uh take it away iva thank you david and jt and welcome this is iva from ohio and i am here with clint novak who is the owner of fun land at fredericksburg and also him and his wife are the new starting youtube channel of happily ever novak so welcome clint thank, thank you, you for being here no, wait a minute. Hold on. Can people actually see me right now? 
No. I know we're doing video. Okay, because no. no. that's no, great. Just, uh, because I, I just, I, for the people who can't see, I, I work a lot out in the sun. Can you guys see this nice mask tan line I got <laughs> yeah. going on here? Is that wow. not the silliest thing that you've ever seen in your life? <laughs> if you're listening to this, I know it's totally pointless because you can't see it, but I have, I look like the Joker because I got you, this great mask tan line. You have the mask, but I have the raccoon face with my sunglasses. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> we all have great tan lines going on here in the uh, video chat yeah <laughs> well thank you again clint for taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with david and i oh no problem i look forward to it so i just have a few things that i'd like to ask you and i'm sure our viewers would be loving to um have a chance to get to know you a little bit better too so i'd like to know your first question is what was your first coaster well, I, okay, I don't really remember uh, what my first coaster is, but I remember my first coaster experience was High Roller at Valley Fair. So I consider that my first coaster because I don't believe anyone was silly enough to slap me on a coaster before then. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was about uh, somewhere in the five to seven range. And uh, I remember my mom, uh, who I didn't live with at the time. I lived with my grandparents. I grew up with them. Uh, but my mom uh, would schedule outings with me. And so I would get a chance to go out and, and, and spend the weekend with her and we would do fun things. And she said, we're going to Valley Fair in like four days. And those, the four days of uh, suspense was just killing me because I was like, I can't wait to go to Valley Fair. And, uh, and then when we went, the first coaster we went on was the High Roller. And I remember uh, going on it and, and absolutely loving it and uh, having a great time. So High Roller Valley Fair would be, uh, I guess, my first real coaster experience. Wow. That's not there anymore, is it? Uh, no, I think it is there. Uh, it's the classic wooden out and back coaster uh, that's there. So, yep, it's still okay. there. Okay. I've never been to Valley Fair. I need to get there sometime. It is, well, okay, yeah, obviously most people know this, but it is the uh, namesake of Cedar Fair. Uh, so mm -hmm. Cedar Point uh, purchased Valley Fair. It was the first park they purchased, and that's where they got their name, Cedar Fair. And uh, uh, it was it's really a cute park. It's small, uh, and it gets a little bit of love, more, more love than Michigan's Avenger, but uh, less love than King's Dominion and Dorney and those kind of parks. But uh, a really cute little park, very clean. They have unique food options that you're not going to find at a lot of other parks because it's the Midwest. Uh, so you got... Um, uh, things like mini donuts, which uh, are not a big staple anywhere in the amusement industry other than uh, the Midwest. Uh, you also have um, the uh, cheese on a stick. So it's it's like a corn dog, except they're just taking fried cheese on a stick. And so it's ooey gooey, like you bite into it and it just oozes everywhere. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, they have some fun staples up there. So it's, it's really, really cute. And of course, you can hit Mall of America too while you're there. Well, yeah, you're making me hungry to think of all those, you know, cheese on a stick of mini donuts there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time I ventured out of the Midwest to go to an amusement park was Cedar Point. And we went to Cedar Point and uh, we went for three or four days the year Millennium Force opened. And we asked the employees, where do you get mini donuts? And they're like, mini donuts. Like, yeah, yeah, the mini, you know, the cinnamon share. They're like, well, I think we have it in the in vending machine. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is, you make them, it's hot, fresh, right out of the oil. And they're like, no, we don't, we don't have that. And then we were walking by a stand and we we're like, elephant ears. 
what are elephant ears? So I guess there's there's staples. Ever. I don't see elephant ears anywhere else. But when you go to Cedar Point, there's elephant ears. So it, it's really weird. Uh, those 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 uh, food items that just kind of pop up. You know, uh, Kennywood has uh, the pierogies and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the uh, fry the patch fries that you don't get anywhere else. And so it just everywhere has their uh, unique food options. Yeah, they do. All right, so my next question for you is, what is the one coaster that scared you the most? Um, well, I don't get scared very easily uh, when it comes to, if I start on the ground, I'm not scared. If I go to the top of the stratosphere, I freak out and I have a panic attack, it, which is funny because when I was 21, I went to the top of the stratosphere, rode everything, no problem. I did the coaster that used to be up there. Um I did everything that, that uh, was up there on the tower, except for uh, uh, the two newest rides. I did the big shot, the roller coaster. Um, I, that scares me, but uh, no coaster. I guess I was a little nervous the first time I got on the uh, um, top thrill dragster because I really didn't know what to expect with that kind of launch. Um, I had done hypersonic at King's dominion, um, but this was going to be much more intense. So I, I guess I, was excited and nervous for that, but I, I don't think I was, I was scared. If you don't mind me, if you don't mind me asking Clint, cause you said you got to ride that, that roller coaster that was on the stratosphere. What was that experience like? Cause I never got to ride that and being like 113 stories. Cause I was afraid of heights as well. When I've gone on the stratosphere, I usually stay in the center of the, the tower. It's like, you can't get me that close to the ledge. And, um, but ever since I broke my fears on coasters, now it's like the fear of heights has kind of gone away, especially going on many drop towers. But what was that like? Just that track was like right on the outskirts of the of the tower. And that had to have been an incredible sight to uh, view seeing that down below. Yeah, I, I, I'll say it's probably the same as walking around. It was a very slow coaster. It was, you know, it wasn't anything that was super fast or thrilling. So it was just basically a kiddie coaster on top of a building. Um, in the areas that it was in, it was very much like, it's not like you looked down and you were over the edge, you were always over the building. And so it was more like you were looking out to see that you were over the building. So nowadays, if they did that ride, you would have a lot of like bank turns, like those Rocky mountain turns that would flip you like outwards. That's what it would feel like. Now we saw the polar coaster and the ideas they had for that in Orlando. I don't know if that's still going to happen, but those weird turns where it was like, you're on the outside of the turn, like you're going to fly out and, uh, uh, you know, and, and fall a thousand feet or whatever it is. So the, the coaster was very boring mm. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm sure that's why they got rid of it is because it just did not have any thrill factor to it whatsoever. And it took up a lot of real estate up there. So yeah. the big shot I remember was amazing. Um, uh, last time I was in Vegas was uh, the year IAPA was there. Uh, I got free tickets to go to the top of the stratosphere. And so, uh, well, actually, when we flew into town, we went straight to the stratosphere and I bought like, I'm going to do all the rides multiple times. And I got up there and I freaked out. I couldn't do anything. Right. And, uh, and so I strapped myself into the big shot or big one or whatever they call it. And uh, I just remember sitting there th- freaking out. It was buckled in. It was harnessed. We're ready to go. And a girl on the other side got to a point where she had to be let out. And so they released the harness. And when they released the harness, I got off. I said, mm. I couldn't do it. Uh, if they would have just hit the button, I would have gone. It would have, I would have, you know, that's it. But uh, it, it's heights. It's, I don't know what it is about heights uh, that just, that terrify well, me. There's, there's, there is one, there is one uh, challenge 
personal challenge I'm going to be doing, and I'm going to be turning 40 in, in May. And I think that's your uh, personal challenge is turning 40. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a destiny, destiny that we all are going to be facing. But no, I think the biggest challenge, I guess, to, to kick off my 40th birthday is I'm probably going to be doing something that my family and friends would never thought I would do. And that would be at the stratosphere. I'm thinking of doing the sky jump at the stratosphere. I'm nervous about it, but it's like, I think that's like the ultimate height fear right there is making that 113 story jump down to the bottom of the, of the stratosphere. So I'm trying to build myself up the courage to do it. <laughs> if, if they could strap me in at the bottom and, and load me in and then pull me up and then drop me, I would be fine. I could do it. I wouldn't be fine. I would freak out the whole time, but I would yeah. do it. But the fact that you have to get strapped in and then step over the edge yeah, I, could, I wouldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I can't physically do it. My body won't let me like I'll just freeze up uh, and, and it won't let me do it. So uh, uh, but man, that, I wish I could. do. I mean, I've skydived. I went skydiving twice. Uh, I don't know why I could do that. And I wouldn't be able I can't ride the, the stuff on top of the stratosphere because I freak out. So, yeah. So <laughs> go ahead, Iva. Okay, so you talked about being really nervous when you were riding, getting ready to ride Topsoil Dragster. Were you pressured into riding like with friends or was that something like you were just at Cedar Point and you're like, hey, I want to ride this because it's one of a kind because I don't know if you were there when uh, before Kindekai had opened or not or if you had rode Kindekai. So I just want to know what was your reaction to getting ready to ride it? So uh, it was the first year it was open. And if you remember, okay. they had a lot of issues that first year. So it was down mm -hmm. more than it was up. Uh, 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 so it, there was a lot of issues with it. And at the time, uh, I was part of the coaster crew, uh, very early stages of the coaster crew. It's before uh, it is what it is now. Um, but there was a small group of us that were staying, uh, you know, three or four days up there doing some other parks. And uh, we had done... Uh, a lot of stuff. It was closed. We knew we weren't going to be able to ride it. And then one day I was, wa I, we walked in and uh, they had it staffed, uh, mm -hmm. which that means, okay, even though the staff is saying it's not opening today, if they have a full crew, they know the potential is there. Otherwise they just send them home or send them to other rides. So uh, mm -hmm. nine o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning, we got in line uh, at that point for it, which uh, the employees just kept telling us, no, go home, go away, go away. Uh, it's not opening. So um, we got, I got there. I think it was like nine 30 because there was like early entry or something like that. I know mm -hmm. it was pretty early. Um, and, uh, we sat there all day. Uh, we, we bought Cedar Pointopoly. We played that sitting there in the midway. Um, uh, about six o'clock, they started doing test runs. Um, and then that caused like a mad panic all over the park to get in line. Mm -hmm. uh, and then people started butting in front of people that were already there for seven, eight hours. And then that created a, a security issue. And there was all of a sudden security everywhere. And then they just said, you know what? We're not doing it. So uh, 12 hours we uh, were in line that day uh, before they said we can't we can't safely open this up because of the amount of issues it's creating in the park. And so the next morning uh, we uh, got to the park and ran straight to the ride. Uh, we were one of the uh, first people in line uh, that day and we waited four hours because they were having test issues again uh, and we were able to get on. So a total of 16 hours stood in line for top thrill dragster for that 16 second ride. So. Oh my. <laughs> have you ever, uh, how many times have you been on top thrill dragster 
uh, in general? Uh, a dozen time? times. Okay. So have uh, you ever have you ever experienced a rollback on Top Top Jackson? No, uh, and uh, I definitely want one. Uh, it was one of those things where uh, I. It, it, before I was married and, 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 uh, and had a wife, uh, I would always, I, 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 uh, would always say I'm a single rider, uh, as like a single term. And, uh, whenever they would ask for a single rider, I'd be like, Oh, I'm a single rider. And, uh, and the, the, uh, the idea was that I was going to flirt with whoever I was sitting next to. And, uh, so they called for a single rider. I raised my hand and looked over and it was a guy and I was like, never mind, I'm not a single rider. And they sent that train out and it rolled back. And I was like, this, this was the heavens telling me that, uh, that I was being a bad person for doing that. So, uh, but yes, I, I missed my, I missed my rollback because I, I, uh, I did not fulfill my single rider obligation. That happened to me back in 2019. I try to go to Cedar Point every year because I'm, I'm in the West coast and the train in front of me got the rollback. And I was like, darn <laughs> that's because i was waiting to be in the front row and i was like dang it but i was like okay if the train in front of me got the rollback that means it, it was kind of windy that day so usually when there's high winds in cedar point chances of rollbacks on top field drags are going to be pretty high so i thought okay maybe i'll get the rollback on this one yeah we just barely we made up to the top <laughs> but it was like slowly and i thought oh, okay but then we ended up going over and i was like darn it <laughs> so okay. I can honestly say I've been riding top throw since the year it opened. I've not gotten a roll back and I, I really want one. I really do. I want to experience it. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I've never been stuck on a lift hill. Uh, I've never, uh, had an evac. Uh, you know, you would think being a coaster enthusiast, I would eventually get some of these, uh, unique credits, but, uh, nope, unfortunately, uh, I just, uh, you know, didn't get any. Uh, oh. One day. One day. <laughs> we'll keep open. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep open. So, Clint, my next question, is there a certain coaster that has made an impact on your life? Huh. Well, uh, I'll say uh, uh, Millennium Force is really the reason why I'm a coaster enthusiast. Uh, we, we made a trip out there, uh, me and the, uh, the, what would be the former, or the, uh, the, uh, the uh, members that created the coaster crew um, went out to uh, Cedar Point and uh, the first year Millennium Force opened and we had a chance to experience that. We were out there for a couple of days and we're like, oh my God, we got to, we got to do this. And so, um, you know, that not only started uh, the coaster crew, uh, uh, but it also started uh, my love for roller coasters. And then I moved out to Virginia and discovered oh, you don't have to drive six hours to get to another park. They're all over the place out here. And that really uh, blew up my love for uh, the uh, coasters. But uh, yeah, I guess it would be Millennium Force. Really uh, was the one that got me involved in the community. Wow, uh, Millie. Yeah, Millennium Force was my very first giga coaster. The tallest I've ever ridden. When I first went to Cedar Point was 2017, just before they were, I didn't get a chance to uh, experience Mean Streak. I'm pretty sure the two of you have experienced mean streak, but when I went for the first time, steel vengeance was being built. <clears throat> so I was like, Oh, well, that's one coaster credit. I'm not going to be able to get, but, um, but yeah, millennium force. Um, I was pretty, uh, it was a little intimidating for me at first when I saw how tall it was, I was like, wow, that thing is. And the way how it launched up uh, the lift hill, I was like, that's moving pretty, pretty fast. And it's not the, 
the typical chain lift hill that uh it's got the cable pole i believe it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yep. so yeah so that would that yeah millennium force will always have a special place in my heart being the first giga coaster but i would say my most my number one giga is fury three two five that's yep. one of my favorites yeah, I would. Uh, well, Millennium Force was obviously my first Giga coaster because it was the f- tallest and first. fastest coaster at the time when I went on it. So, because uh, uh, I went on it as opening year, but uh, I would say uh, Fury is probably my number one coaster. Um, I actually haven't been able to get a Millennium Force for quite a while now because of my weight, uh, which is really something I've uh, been struggling with and uh, working on. Uh, just before our Florida trip that we took a couple weeks ago, uh, I went on a, a pretty big diet where I was able to lose 20 pounds before the trip and was able to fit on coasters I had not fit on down there in quite a while. So I had a chance to do uh, Hagrid's motorbike and some others. Uh, but really, the goal is to get down to a weight where I'm going to be able to comfortably get on any ride I want and not have to worry about it. So, um, but yeah, Millennium Force is uh, definitely uh, my, I guess, the special place in my heart coaster. <laughs> So you kind of answered my next question. Besides Millennium Force, what other gigas have you rode? I'm sh- you rode Fury. I'm sure you've rode I-305 since you live in Virginia, but have you yeah, rode I'm, any I'm too other scared. One? I'm too scared to go on that one. So, yeah. Seriously? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've been on uh, I-305. I've been on Leviathan. Uh, so, yeah, I did. Uh, I, you know, what other what other giga coasters are there? Those those Ryan. Have you gone Orion. on Orion? Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't been to Kings Island. There, they have three new coasters I need to go on for my credits because I haven't been since the, the year before Banshee opened. So mm. I got Banshee, uh, Mystic Timbers, Orion. So I need to get up there. Yeah. At least you got to ride Vortex before it closed. Yes, I uh, did that. I've done Son of Beast. Uh, I've got a lot of unique uh, closed credits. So uh, uh, I did all of Geauga Lake and I repeated yep. those at other parks. So uh, Dominator, obviously, at my home park. Right. Uh, Firehawk over at Kings Island. I was able to do that. Um, so, yeah, I had a, a, a yep. I, the, 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 I would say the, the one coaster I probably have ridden that I'm very happy I have in my coaster collection because uh, it's closed now. And that would be... Uh, uh, son of beast so yeah uh, i have that's... i have that credit too i'm lucky with or without the loop now uh well i didn't get on it without the loop i only did it with the loop so okay. and it was a terrible coaster and i'm glad it's gone <laughs> well I'm not, i shouldn't say i'm glad it's gone i wish i wish it still existed today because you know rmc would have fixed oh, that yeah. Oh, but yeah. uh, when, when it was when it reached its demise, it really was just, it was a terrible coaster. Uh, and I don't think removing the loop would have helped all that much because it was a terrible coaster. <laughs> it was. I was unfortunate to get two rides on and that was enough, but yep. at least I rode it. <laughs> so what do you, th- so, you know, everyone, all of us enthusiasts, we have to rank those gigas, you know, so ranking from, your most favorite to least favorite, minus Orion, of course, what would it be? Uh, well, Fury would be number one. Uh, okay. I, tough for number two because it would be either Millennium Force or uh, Leviathan. Um, and I-305 would be uh, the bottom one for me. Uh, I really like uh, I-305. It's just really intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like, I really like the B&M coasters uh, in the, um, in the giga category because of the floating airtime and that not the, eject, I don't like the ejector forceful things. And maybe it's because of my weight and stuff because it's throwing my body around differently than a skinny person. But uh, you know, it just, I really like smooth, um, 
uh, I, I really just like the smooth rides. And, uh, and so that's why I would say probably uh, uh, Fury uh, for sure is my number one. Um, uh, and not really sure. I guess it would be uh, a Leviathan, Millennium Force, and then uh, I-305. And that'll change the next time somebody asks me. So, <laughs> Now, when's the last time you've been up to Canada's Wonderland? Because you were talking about Leviathan. Have you had a chance to do Yukon Striker yet? Yes, we went up there. Uh, I guess it would have been 2019, uh, the you year before open. everything went crazy. Uh, <laughs> we went up there. We had a very brief uh, uh, trip up there. We had a chance to do Family Kingdom, which I'm very happy we did because it closed. Um, and, and that was one of those things where it's like, I didn't know anything about that area. We flew into Buffalo. We're doing a quick trip. Uh, I just, somebody had said, oh, if you're flying into Niagara, uh, you should, can you stop by family kingdom and, and, you know, meet me and da, da, da. I was like, okay, we can do that. You know, it'll, it's on the way from the airport to our next stop. Uh, we'll hang out there for a couple hours and then move on get our coaster credit. And, uh, and people were like, why are you stopping there? Go to Marine world, go to here, go there. And I'm like, I didn't even know those places existed and uh, I'm going there because somebody asked me to. So that's why I'm doing it. And I don't have any more time. So, but I'm very happy we did. We did uh, the, the new go-kart track uh, in the Niagara Falls area, which because, and that's only because I'm, you know, Funland Clint, I have to uh, experience other FEC stuff. Um, we did the wheel there. I uh, got a chance to see the falls, which was really cool. Uh, and then we headed up to uh, Canada's Wonderland for two days and then had to head back. Um, and the weather was really crazy. I'm used to uh, crazy weather because in Minnesota, you always have crazy weather, kind of like Canada, I assume. Mm -hmm. uh, but when we were at Niagara Falls, it was like 78 to 80 degrees, hot and sweaty and nasty. And by the time we got to Canada's Wonderland on the same day, uh, it was like 60 degrees and cold and rainy. And it was like, how did it switch so quick in the hour drive that we had? So <laughs> Um, but it, it, it made up for it because like the next day it got to like 90 something degrees at Canada's wonderland. So it was hot and miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a nice park. I really wanted to go back this year, but hopefully they open the borders up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. uh, I'm sure it is difficult for Canada's wonderland because I would, mm -hmm. I would assume that, uh, at least some of their business comes from, uh, you know, the, uh, the United States, uh, heading up mm -hmm. there, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this stuff will all go away eventually. Uh, you know, we will get back to some kind of normalcy at, at some point. Uh, this tan line of my mask <laughs> will eventually go away. Um, you know, but uh, it's it's great that we are where we are in that uh, parks are being able to open and they're yes, finding ways to uh, work with the restrictions that they have. And uh, well, I'm not happy that King's Dominion is waiting till May to open. I'm happy that they're opening. So um, mm -hmm. I'm happy that Bush Gardens was able to do year round operations this year. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good things are coming up. And so really excited to see uh, how how everything does this summer. Yes, I'm I'm think we're all very fortunate that things are able to open up this year unlike last and go back to somewhat of a normalcy. Definitely. Yeah, it's been, you know, I'm I'm here in California. It's just been really tough over here. Everything's shut down. This, the restrictions here are just uh, really tight, not like the rest of the country. But I'm just glad that Magic Mountain's opening April 1st, Disney and Universal are opening in May and Knots are opening in May. I'm just glad to see that things are starting to reopen. We can now go to a movie theater. We can go to a gym. It's like we haven't had that all year. And it's been tough on me because really in the West Coast, it's California's main theme parks here. I mean, the next 
coaster, if you want to go outside, would be in Nevada and Las Vegas over at the New York, New York uh, state line. They closed uh, El Dorado over at Buffalo Bills. So that's no longer running. So like I have that credit. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's just but trying to travel. Like if I want to go travel to an outside theme park, I would have to go as far as Utah, Denver, Texas, you know, seems to be the, the closest theme parks. And it's a far travel where you guys on the East Coast and the Midwest, you guys got driving distance from one park to another to another. So it's easy mm-hmm. on, on that side of the country, but difficult in the West. So Yeah, Clint, you're only seven hours away from me. Just hop in the car. Uh, wh- where are you at? I'm in Ohio. Okay. Well, yeah, it's it's seven hours almost exactly to the minute uh, if I leave from Funland here to get to uh, Cedar Point's parking lot. Uh, and yep. that's with one 15-minute stop. Very strict. 15-minute, <laughs> one stop uh, in Breezewood. Uh, well, now that I have a Tesla, that's much different. Now I have to stop every two hours to get to, to charge. But uh, it used to be when I was when I was very hardcore about my traveling, it was one stop. Uh, now I don't. If it's more than seven hours, I won't even drive it anymore. I, I mean, I'll fly. It's just I. Yeah, I, 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 I. It's not that I don't like the drive. It's just, ugh, it's, I, I would just rather fly and get it over with. So. Hmm. Well, since you've been riding coasters for a while, I gotta ask, what's your coaster count? Oh, well, that's a good question. The other day I was uh, laying in bed uh, and I was on log ride trying to put all of my stuff in there because it's hard to keep track with all these different apps and I don't have like a yeah. Excel sheet or anything. Uh, so I know it's over 300. Uh, it's approaching 400. It could be over 400 because I'm sure there's things that I'm missing that I've been on. Um mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, and it's really hard to remember it like when I was a kid, which ones I was on and, and, and those kind of things. So some of it's a little bit of a guesswork. Uh, and then it also, I mean, it's, there's a lot of asterisks with that because it's like, oh, well, does Dominator count as two roller coasters for me? Because I have ridden right. it at Geauga Lake and Kings Dominion. Um, right. Does uh, Rugaroo count as two coasters? Because I did it as Manta and Rugaroo. Uh, so it's like, what what entails? Oh, okay. And my other thing is, is uh, Fireball or any of the Larson Loopers roller coasters? Because I actually consider them roller coasters because they have wheels. It's a track. Yes, it's it's powered, but so is Dollywood's uh, Fire in the Hole ride. That's mainly powered. Right. They, they argue that, oh, well, there's a gravity hill. And I'm like, well, when you're on a Larson Looper, at some point, gravity is doing work, and then it goes back into the motor. So, um, yeah, that's true. If, if a Larson Looper is not a credit, then the new Skyline coaster is not a credit either, because it uses the same exact kind of drive system to drive that coaster, even though it's in a different shape. So, uh, there's Good a point. lot of ways we could argue about this. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure people are screaming at their at their radio in their car right now saying, Clint, no, you can't do that. Larson loopers are not roller coasters. <laughs> That's say, always... in, the comments, in the comments below, Larson loopers, <laughs> coasters are yeah. not. Feel no, free to yell at Clint. That is true, because I've had some debates with other coaster enthusiasts about the about the loopers. And I was like, well, it goes around. When it gets to the top, yeah, you're right, Clint. It, it does. Gravity does have to take uh, control mm-hmm. of that in order to make it spin round and round. So yep. the reason the reason why it doesn't go upside down immediately, uh, it just doesn't turn on and go upside down. The reason why it has to rock is it has to use gravity in order mm-hmm. to build up the momentum to get over over the edge. That's that's exactly the way it works. And uh, you know, again, I would I, I would use our you know they argue oh well. You know, because uh, there's so many of them. Well, there's you know 60 something SBS spin coasters in the United mm-hmm. States right now. 
I mean, then they can't count that because they're too easy to manufacture. I don't get, I don't know. So there's, a, I've had the argument several times and uh, you know, everybody is obviously going to count co- coaster credits the, the way they want. I, I just use, you know, i put them in log ride. If log ride counts it as a coaster, it does. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. But uh, uh, you know, it's just interesting to uh, hear people's different theories as to why or why not uh, it, it's a coaster. So well, out of all your over four or 500 plus coasters, what's your least favorite then? You told us your favorite. What's your least favorite? Oh, my God. Okay, so uh, years and years ago, uh, well, actually, probably five, six years ago, I was in Florida, and I went to uh, Fun Spot Kissimmee, and I went to uh, Old Town, and they had this god-awful coaster. Uh it was in old town. It was like at the end of the strip, I wrote it and I said, that is the worst coaster I've ever been on. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> and then my friend, Eric at adventure park bought it, moved it. And then I said, I have to ride it one more time to get the credit, but I'm never riding it again. So uh, it is now the, uh, I think they call it the pony express or wild express at adventure park USA in, in Frederick, Maryland. So that is my least favorite coaster. I'm good friends with the uh, owner and CEO of the park, Eric. Uh, I tell him that every time I'm like, you have the best and worst coaster in Maryland because he has the, uh, the wildcat from Bush gardens, Williamsburg, oh, yes. uh, which is uh, very similar to the wildcat at Cedar point, uh, mm-hmm. which I loved. I grew up with one at Valley fair. Uh, and so he has uh, that at his park. And I believe I, I like that better than all the coasters at uh, six flags America. Uh, I would rather ride that over and over again than uh, some of those. So I enjoy that. Uh, but he also has my worst coaster and that's uh, that's that wild express or whatever the name of it is. So <laughs> yep, very much dislike it. Wow. All right. So out of all the Virginia parks, you're going to get some haters on this one. Which one's your favorite? Uh, King's Dominion is because it's my home. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Funland, Funland of Fredericksburg. Everybody come enjoy. That's <laughs> the best park. Good answer. But other than that, other than that, I would say King's Dominion, uh, really is my home park. Uh, I spend a lot of time there. I'm not scared to go to amusement parks by myself. Uh, so I often will, if my wife is busy or not free, I will just go there and walk around and enjoy the park. Um, if I am not at Funland and King's Dominion's open, I'm at King's Dominion. It's just that, that's just the way it is, um, and uh, I just really, really enjoy the park. I like the people there. Uh, you know, there's obviously better rides and attractions, and there's better uh, a better group of coasters at other parks. Uh, but that's the one I'm going to go to. You know, all every time, all the time. So, the Sherry ride too. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, that's the way we met is, uh, through our love of roller coasters. So, uh, uh she, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, oh, okay. I gotta tell it. Gotta tell the story. <laughs> it's, this is the stupidest story ever. Uh, we, we met, uh, in like 2006, somewhere in that time frame. Um, we were at King's dominion for an event thrown by, uh, uh, thrill nerds was the, uh, they're not even a thing anymore, but they were doing a thing. I just happened to be there. Uh, she, uh, she remembers meeting me. I don't remember meeting her. Um, she just remembered that, uh, there was a guy who was very bossy wearing a propeller beanie. Uh, cause I <laughs> guess what happens is you have a big group of people. Let's say you have 10 people and you're trying to make decisions on what to ride and nobody can come up with a clear plan. And so I often take over and be like, okay, let's, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And so-and-so wants to do this. We're going to make sure we do that. And, 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 and so I guess that's the way I came off as bossy. Um, 
and uh, we kind of knew each other. We had mutual friends that we knew uh, and we talked to frequently. And uh, and then it just happened like seven years later after meeting for the first time there. Uh, I had saw that I was scrolling through Facebook and she was at a Nationals game, a baseball game. And never chatting with her before or never thinking I've ever chatted with her before just said, why wasn't I invited? Like just as a funny joke. And, uh, and that started a conversation that eventually led to us getting married. (laughs) So yeah. Coasters and baseball brought you together. Yep. Yep. And so we, uh, you know, we took that to the next level in 2019, we went to the uh, opener for the Nats. uh, And then we went to a game in the middle and then we ended up going to a, uh, uh, one of the, uh, uh, what am I trying to think of? Uh, one of the, uh, oh, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, one of the games it's after regular postseason game. No postseason. No. What am I trying to think of? It's spring after training? the main, what's that? Spring Pre-season. training. No, no. After, after the, uh, season's over, they are now into their, uh, not tournament. Uh, it is semifinals. Semifinals. World Series. Well, World Series would be the final of it. We went to a World Series game too, but for some reason I can't think of the name of the <laughs> game that we went to uh, that would have been uh, before the World Series. But it was. Oh, your what, division series. I think division it's a division. There division you go. Series. Something like that. We went to one of those games. Then we went to a World Series. I'm a baseball fan, and I just, I just, I'm embarrassed right now because I, I don't know the uh, name of the freaking game we went to. But yeah, uh, that, and then uh, we went to a World Series game. And they didn't win any of them. So uh, the World Series, all of the games we saw, they lost that year. But they still won the World Series. So we went to the parade afterwards. And uh, we had season ticket or we had opening day tickets to go see them uh, in 2020, uh, which was promptly canceled. So we were unable to go. Uh, but uh, yet we have 15. We have uh, uh, Fredericksburg Nationals uh, start their inaugural season this year. We got a 15 package uh, deal to go see them and uh, opening day tickets as well. So we're really excited for baseball to come back this year. Same yeah, here. Same, same here. I, I, after this pandemic this past year, it's made me realize, you know what, there's a lot of things I still want to do more. And as much as I love going to the parks and doing coasters, but baseball is one of my biggest passions and mm-hmm. I need to spend some more time at Dodger stadium. So I'm, I, I would love to get season season tickets to Dodger stadium, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say go tribe. <laughs> yeah go indians we, we, didn't have, we didn't have any arguments we didn't have any arguments when we we're talking about larson loopers being coasters but now all of a sudden baseball comes out we're going to start fighting so <laughs> yeah i'm going to be honest i know the indians are not going to be very good this year because they traded a lot of their good players so i'm just going to leave it at that <laughs> just going to leave it at that so, Clint, um, I'd like to ask you, what advice would you like to give our listeners? Basically, like uh, part of the mission with Coaster Challenge is we're, this podcast is on a mission. We're trying to help people be able to live better lives by helping them break in their fears, their anxieties, their depressions. And believe me, this past year, you really have seen like a lot of people in this country have really have suffered depression skyrocketed through the roof, stress. Uh, fear has just been crazy. Like I've ever seen in my life. And um, there's a lot of people out there that are trying to find ways like my story, you know, how I broke roller coasters really changed my life. You know, I was a very, my fear with my Tourette syndrome that I was diagnosed back when I was nine. 
um, you know, it, it really impacted my life, to, you know, preventing me to be able to do the fun things that I'm doing now, like we all do. But what advice could you give to our listeners? Because it's not just coaster enthusiasts that are listening to this podcast. There's a lot of people out there in, in the general public that are looking to for some advice, some guidance on how how to, you know, how to break their fears and any advice that you can give out to those out there that are just looking to make a change for the better. Wow. That, that is a lot. Uh, <laughs> it is. So it's a lot. I would say, okay. Uh, one, push your fears. That's what, I mean, I, I am scared of heights and I don't know if you guys have seen some of the recent videos on happily ever Novak, but, uh, you know, that I push that fear. I do the rides that scare me. I'm not going to be jumping off of a stratosphere because my body physically won't let me, but I will do things that, uh, I can do. And, uh, and I push that and I, I am scared to death of it, but I, I, I love doing it in the end. And that's why I end up doing it. And really this community, the coaster community is really amazing. And there's really, really good people in this community. And that's why I would say the biggest thing you can do is reach out to people. Um, you know, uh, I know a lot of times, you know, social media is really difficult to navigate because of the fact that, um, you know, you see people at their best and a lot of times you don't see them at their worst because that's not what they want to post about. They, you know, you see people on vacation, but you don't see them when they're having a bad day. And so just reach out to people, talk to people, have conversations, uh, and don't wait until you feel like you can't, you know, just have, when you're in a good mood, reach out to somebody and talk to them and, and chat with them about whatever it is, you know, it could be about one of the most recent posts and about the, you know, th these questions that we're at, we're talking and asking each other right now, uh, could be questions you could reach out and talk to people. And, uh, and that's where really it, it, it becomes fun for me. Uh, it's not really the coasters and stuff. I, I said earlier, I, it doesn't scare me to go to an amusement park by myself. And the reason why it doesn't is because I end up talking to everybody. Like when I get I'm standing in line, I'm talking to people. People come up to me and they're like, hey, you're Clint Novak. And I talk to people. I'll talk to everybody. And I know not a lot of people have that comfort level. Uh, but, you know, it, that's what that, that's why social media is really good is because it allows you to maybe push that comfort level just a little bit uh, without getting, you know, without, uh, you know, having to uh, go up and, and, and shake people's hands and meet them, you know, strangers on the midway. Uh, but you can do that online and, and really engage and network and, and, and find friends that have similar tastes and go do things that they, that uh, you guys can do together. Um we, we meet each other all the time at parks all over the U S uh, and, and that's, that's a great thing. And uh, you know, I, I would just say, yes, communicate, talk, network, push those fears. Well said. Yes. Very yes, well said. Very well said. All right. Well, Clint, I really want to thank you so much. It's a great honor to have you help us kick off our first month on, on our launching our podcast. And uh, so for all the, for all the listeners out there that are not coaster enthusiasts that would love to hear more or see more of your, your videos and, and stuff, where can they uh, find you, Clint? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just just google clint novak and you will get uh every i'm the only clint novak that i know of uh and so google is really good to me i have uh my email address is clint at gmail.com because nobody else is clint novak 
Uh, if you Google Clint Novak, you will get a bunch of pictures of me and a wrestler for like one month named Clint Novak. He was like W, you know, whatever it is, WWE or whatever. Nope. He's gone. I'm the only one left. And so, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, you can go to Happily Ever Novak, where we do videos. I'm still a part of In the Loop, uh, which is uh, a podcast and YouTube channel uh, where we do coasters and stuff. The Happily Ever Novak is kind of a split from that in the sense that, yes, we still do coasters and go to parks, uh, but we're also doing a lot of other things that have nothing to do with amusement parks. And uh, and so that's kind of for a wider base and appeal. And then, of course, American Coaster Enthusiasts, uh, I'm part of the uh, Ride With Us podcast with Chris Roberry, uh, where each month we get together and talk about very nerdy coaster stuff. Uh, so if you're if that is if you're a hardcore coaster guy uh, or per- girl, that's what you want to listen to as well. So, uh, yeah, like I said, all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And of course, at Funland. Oh yes, yeah. If you if you if you don't see me in an amusement park, it's because I'm at Funland. I'm I'm at Funland right now doing this podcast. I live at this park all the time, uh, and it's it's my own little you know uh, planet coaster or roller coaster tycoon. Uh, except for the fact that I don't get to build coasters every day, but I'm I'm bringing in uh, unique rides and attractions and having a lot of fun here. Uh, but yep, uh, it's my own little amusement park. Nice. I will. I will have to say, Clay. I was telling my husband I was interviewing today. He's like, "Oh, you mean the guy that wears the little beanie with the propeller on top?" I said, "Yep, that's Clint." Yep, that's me, everybody. That's, that's my trademark. That started at Cedar Point so many years ago. Uh, it actually started as a Joker hat with bells on it, which I'm so glad that did not stick because it was so annoying. The bells are always ringing and hit me in the face, and I was like, "Okay." I uh, switched it out for that propeller beanie, and I'm happy because that really is a uh, a trademark of my personality and uh and uh also it, it means that anyone who needs to find me they're gonna find me because they're like oh it's the six foot guy with the propeller beanie on that's that's where we gotta go <laughs> <laughs> all right well I'd like to say thank you so much clint and um yes, it's a great honor you. great honor to have you on here and uh i hope that you and i will get a chance to to meet in person and go ride a coaster together in the future so and uh, definitely looking forward to it yes and uh yes and if you and also me being an ace member you know definitely ride this one podcast definitely you gotta check out clint's podcast and it's a great and um so especially those who don't know about ace the american coast enthusiast if you're looking to be an enthusiast you definitely become a member it's definitely a great organization so yeah and they have a lot of great events coming up too this year yeah, we're back in person. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it looks like CoasterCon's still on. Uh, every every if you don't know how Ace works, there's a lot of chapters. So there's a uh, you know a group of parks will be like a chapter or a region in the U.S. and it makes it really easy to get to know people because they'll have a lot of meetups and stuff at the park where you can just go mingle, chat with people, stay as long as you want, kind of thing. You don't have to stay the whole time. You can break apart, do other things. Uh, but really, that's you know. Uh, if you're looking to meet new people with the same passion, uh, uh, Ace is a great place to do that. Nice. Yes, and it's very affordable, too, especially for a family of four, which I have. Yep, yes. I know they have family memberships, they have individual memberships, and it all goes to a great cause. Uh, they mm-hmm. do a lot of preservation stuff. Uh, well, uh, well, I'm not, you know... I'm not always a huge fan of saving old stuff. I like new stuff. Uh, the stuff that they do save definitely has an impact on the community and, uh, and the industry as a whole. 
and uh, love what they're doing. I love what the uh, you know roller coaster museum are doing. Um, and uh, yeah, the the preservation. Uh, a lot of that money goes towards that, and just uh, you know, uh, again, fanning the the fanning the flames of our love for the community. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Clint. And um, you know, feel free to. We would love to have you come on again in the future. Definitely talk about other subjects as well. And um, yep, Iva. And so. Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next time. Wow, that was a fantastic interview. Thank you, Iva. Yes, it was a fantastic interview, and, you know, Clint is extremely right. You know, it's all about being kind, being friends, and, you know, just he really did taught a good lesson and also just having fun you know i think that's one of the biggest medicines of helping people that are going through depression and anxiety is gotta have fun in life if you're not having fun you know the depressions and stuff really sinks in really deep it does and it's it's a it's a terrible thing to live with yeah so yeah thank you once again clint and iva this was a really fun episode and great interview and uh you know next week we got another special vip in the house and uh so guys make sure to come check back with us uh next friday we got another very important vip coming on and and uh we're not going to give out the name but you'll find out next week right here on coaster challenge do you accept the coaster challenge